So Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> gorgeous, very hardworking Star Wars Day loving wife yeah, and co-host, Michelle. Love Star Wars Day. All the other compliments were, <laughs> I don't know if totally deserved, but thank you, honey. I they appreciate that. They are all 100% deserved <laughs> and more so. And yes, we all love Star Wars Day, and Star Wars Day is quickly approaching. Yes. May the 4th be with you this week. I know. It's exciting. It is. It's yeah. always fun. It's yeah. always just a fun little silly holiday right. that we like to celebrate every single year. And it's of a course, silly holiday? Come yes, on. Come is. on. It's a silly holiday because every day is Star Wars <laughs> this Day. This is true. We just focus on that one That's day true. for sure. Uh, speaking of days, we are recording this episode on Saturday, April 29th. 2023 and this episode is dropping on sunday april 30th 2023 so yes as we are dropping this episode the next day it's may i know i was gonna say this month really flew by it, we did a seems lot to of always happen doesn't this it? month we did i don't think we had things planned but we ended up doing a lot of we things ended so up doing was, a lot of it's stuff kind of fun month. that's for sure for sure thank you for joining us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website Hyperion Adventures Podcast and while you're there we would love for you to sign up for our newsletter if you haven't done so already it's a weekly newsletter and we don't do anything we don't share that email address with anybody 
Yeah, just a fun way to, just another way to be involved in the show, get some more information about the show and some about some other things that are going on in the world of Disney. Michelle mm-hmm. does a wonderful job with oh, it. So, um, and again, we only do it once a week, so it's not like we're flooding your email with right. a bunch of things. Um, yeah, uh, we hope you're enjoying it and uh, we hope that you'll sign up for it if you haven't already. Another great way to, great way to be involved with us is on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Yeah, and, and we love for people to share what's going on in your lives and we can all uh, be joyous together. Yeah, that's exactly what, what's going on with that Facebook group. We just want to get in there and just kind of celebrate the positivity going on throughout yes. the, the world, throughout this community whether it be Disney related, of course, but also whatever you have happening in your life. If you'd like to share it, we'd like to celebrate it. Exactly. Yeah. So also we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures podcast. Hit subscribe. You know, whenever you have a new video and if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures podcast at gmail.com. Sure, we love hearing from you in any of those ways. Uh, And if you ever have a question about any of our topics or want us to go into a topic, as we always say, just reach out to us. Yep, or if you just want to say hi. We appreciate everybody who says hi to us, whether it be in person, whether it be on social media, whether it be through the Gmail. That's true. We appreciate very much. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we like to do this at the beginning of every show. We like to take a look back at the week that was because we think there's always these wonderful, positive moments that we like to bring forward because we are the Disney show of positivity. So we like to share our favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, (laughs) awesome. The force surrounds her. Is it a so much so that she uses it to create the best lists <laughs> to you to do the best research. Oh, and man. definitely, I mean, like her force skill at the utmost is having the best tips. But oh, she also funny. uses it to share the best, my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? <laughs> oh, I think you're going to laugh at this one. So, I mean, I had a lot of great things happen this week. Got to be with different family members throughout the week, and that was all awesome. But I think my favorite thing was making it home safely <laughs> after <laughs> finding myself in the midst of a hailstorm. It was Armageddon. It was really hairy. It was crazy. It was, you know, near hurricane force winds. I believe I heard up to 70 miles, 60 or 70 miles an hour. There were leaves and trees and branches flying around. You couldn't see the road at all. And um, like I said, my poor little car got plummeted with Got Some, dinged up a little bit, but it yeah. wasn't as bad as it could have been, actually. Oh, I know. Not as bad as a lot of other people got. Right, but, right. Know, and, was, and so I'm very happy about that and very appreciative. And I made it home safe and you gave me a big hug and that was awesome. Yes, I gave you a great big hug and apologized greatly <laughs> because Michelle called me right before then. She's like, I see there's a thunderstorm coming. Should I go ahead and go into the local Publix and kind of wait it out? And I'm like, nah, it's just some rain, <laughs> some lightning. You'll be fine. Come on home. 
home. I'm sitting here recording another episode of a different show that I do occasionally, the Jedi Temple Archives podcast with Rob talking Star Wars. And in the middle of it, middle of it, all heck breaks loose <laughs> here. And Michelle calls and I'm on the phone apologizing to her and just trying to like make sure that she's safe until you know this thing mellowed out and she got home. And then, yes, great big hugs. I made dinner. Uh, you know, I let her sit in the best seat in the house because I screwed up majorly. I had no idea it was going to be as bad as it was, but it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. It was crazy. crazy. It was funny because there was just something about, well, one, when I put in um, for into my phone for directions home, it gave me a, a warning. And I've never had that happen before with saying, you know, where you're going is going to have some serious uh, weather storms. And I, you know, thought, hmm, maybe, maybe I should kind of hold out. And, but, um, and it was so funny because I, you know, I was pretty close to home. Uh, but I did have to finally pull over because yeah. there was just no way to see the roads. I mean, and, you know, if you're thinking hail, like some of you may be thinking, oh, it's little hail. No, yeah. we had hail. Like some of it was almost the size of a ping pong ball. A lot of it was about the size of, I'd say, maybe an olive. Right. I mean, big. B- a big olive. No. Yeah. <laughs> big, yeah, big green olive, you know. Yeah. Big chunks of hail. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. And it was like, it was just pelting everything yeah. around us. It was pretty insane. Well, even here at our house, the hail was so deep that it looked like snow, like when we were looking at our neighbors, but even around the edges of our house, and it was still there. The it next, was piled up. Yeah. yeah, it was still there, uh, still accumulated there the next morning. Plus, extra crazy because the, it was still in the 80s yeah. and hot here. The ground was hot. And then there's this all this ice on the ground. So it was like <laughs> letting up all this steam. It was such a weird look I and know. weird appearance. But yes, Michelle made it back safe and uh, everything was good. Yes. Uh, my favorite thing from this week, yes, is that Michelle made it back safe. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, I had a great time with uh, Michelle's sister and brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. We did a little uh, casino cruise. Right. And while it was not financially great for us, <laughs> uh, we did have a fun time on, on board that. Blast. That was a good time uh, spending, uh, you know, about three, four hours, uh, about five hours yeah. actually uh, on a, on a, a day off that I had with them all. And yeah, that, was, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. That yeah. Was I fun. actually had several times that I got to be with them too. So that's why I said this week was full of family fun and yes. I'm glad you were able to do that one with us. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Also, we did get some my favorite things from this week from a couple of our listeners out there. Yeah, yeah it's always exciting. Uh, the first was from Scott in Minnesota, who chimes in a lot on this show. He yeah. said, my favorite thing this week was coming home from a long week of being grown up and sitting right down and watching Peter Pan and Wendy. It's one of my favorite movies growing up. I thought they did a great job of updating the original Disney movie. And I'm okay looking like Jude Law, just not as Captain Hook. And he posted a picture of himself. And Jude Law has a very similar mustache as Captain Hook uh, to Scott in Minnesota. That was on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't seen Peter Pan and Wendy yet. Uh, It just came out on Friday. We are possibly doing it. Tonight, maybe, right, maybe tomorrow, tomorrow night, um, but we're looking forward to checking it out and, and, and seeing. It's so weird because I've seen a couple of reviews and I see some people who really love it and some of the people that really don't. And yeah. I'm like, well, where are we going <laughs> to fall? But I know. we got to check it out either way just to kind of figure out what we if we enjoy it or not. So, right, exactly. Yeah, love to hear what you think out there. Uh, we also got this from Tony, the Disney dad. Mm-hmm. He said, my favorite thing from this week is 
a successful, amazing one-day trip to Walt Disney World with my wife, two oldest sons, and their two friends. We had a blast, but boy, were we exhausted at the end. And we saw a lot of pictures mm-hmm. from that. Yep. Looked like a great time. So glad you had a great time, Tony. And guess what? We are going to be talking yeah. with Tony and his two sons, Sparrow and Stitch, on next week's episode. It's going to be the Disney Discussions reunion show, sort of. <laughs> Um, from their old podcast, but we're going to bring them on to talk exactly about that uh, one-day whirlwind trip all right. the way from New Jersey down to Walt Disney World and back exactly. within 24 yes. hours. Yeah, so it was so exciting to hear about their their uh, adventures. They, they started even posting in the morning once they got to the airport and everything, and then throughout most of the day, some of the things that they were doing, but you could tell it was just um working out well for them and that they they had a great time and made it home safely and just looking forward to hearing some of the details for sure for sure so we'll be talking that'll be next week's show we'll be talking with them (laughs) let's go ahead and get to this week's show we have lots of stuff for you this week including the discount offers for cruises through a galaxy far far away continue to come in the latest will be of interest to disney visa card holders we'll tell you Mm -hmm. about that and an immensely a popular activity that has become a growing favorite for people across the country is now available at the Walt Disney World Resort. What could that be? We'll tell you about it in a little bit. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. So yes, with Star Wars Day quickly approaching yeah. at light speed, at hyperspace speed, <laughs> uh, we had to actually look into Star Wars this week. I mean, I think it was just a must, right, Michelle? Oh yeah, definitely. That's and it was the funnest preparation I've had in a long time. The funnest. The funnest. <laughs> funnest. It was the funnest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. I mean, we decided. You know, how, what are we gonna do? We we batted around a lot of different ideas. Batted around a lot of different ideas. <laughs> And uh, came up with, you know what? We've been rewatching uh, Star Wars Rebels recently. We've just finished a couple of different series uh, on Disney Plus that mm-hmm. were Star Wars series. You know, and we love these series. And we thought, well, why not, you know, take a look back at, at many of them and, and specifically look at certain episodes. And right. we decided the ones that kind of make us fall in love with Star Wars all over again. Right. You know, and it kind of worked out neat for May the 4th that there were four series that were live action and four series that were animated that we could divvy it up then. Yeah, we're talking regular full length series, not talking like little shorts or right. other things. No Lego stuff in this one here, but yeah. but we may save that one for another time because I know <laughs> Michelle loves the Lego stuff. Um, but for this, yeah, we're just going to uh, focus on the live action and the animated series. And uh, how do you want to approach this, Michelle? Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah. Do you want to start with the live action and then switch to the animated or vice versa? Let's go what do back you and do? forth. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you go first? Because Ooh. Michelle should always go first because <laughs> the force is with her. I'm scared now. <laughs> uh, any particular order? No, you, you pick with how you want to approach it. Okay. Um, well, I got. On my page here, first up um, is Andor on my computer here. And so in that 
series. Was it in alphabetical order? I almost <laughs> did that. I almost did that, but I saved Boba Fett for the last one. So I gotcha. Book of Boba Fett, I should say. Um, so then I couldn't do it in alphabetical order. I'm trying to do it where I sound more intelligent first and then just get all fluff at the end. Uh, you're, you're, you're talking <laughs> against me. So you're always going to sound like the more intelligent no. one because I'm here. So you're okay. I don't know. But anyways, getting back to Andor, <laughs> um, I really felt episode 10, One Way Out, was my favorite of the whole series, mm. um, you know, and, and different reasons. Um, first of all, that there were some key revelations that were realized by Cassian that I thought were brilliant. Uh, one that the prisoners were never going to be released to freedom. And he also realized the work that they were doing was pretty substantial and pretty important to the empire. So they, I think he knew that these were advantageous things to, to know, to create a, a plan to actually escape, right. then, you know. Um, one of the other little things, and I, and I just have, I don't know how you do it, but I just have like little notes of things that I found interesting sure. or fun. Uh, I love the nod to Rogue One that you actually pointed out to me once where um, during that escape scene, you know, they say, climb like what K2SO right. did in Rogue One. I thought that was cute. Um, and speaking of kind of like nods, this was just something nutty in my head when I was re-watching this episode. Yeah. So, you know, Cassian points out as he's, you know, convincing the prisoners to leave that there are so many more prisoners than there are guards. And it reminded me of the Pixar movie, A Bug's yeah. Life. <laughs> when they, the ants realize they outnumber the grasshoppers. The grasshoppers. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, getting back to a more serious note, uh, the other thing in this episode that I found really um, intriguing was at the end of the episode and that you see Lonnie is revealed as an imperial, you know, he's one of the imperial supervisors, but he is helping the rebels and that, in fact, he's been helping them for like six years. Um, and he's talking to Luthen and um, the, the exchange the two of them have, you know, you, you really get the essence of the cost of war. Yeah. But even more heart-wrenching is the personal cost that each of them are being affected by this effort, uh, and and some really amazing dialogue. If you if you haven't rewatched this, I would suggest you take a listen to, again at this. And and it, you know, I could every time I listen to it, I catch more things that really give insight into these two characters. But you know, I I found it interesting that Luthen calls Lonnie a hero for his sacrifices, and then he openly shares his own sacrifices well, of course Lonnie asks him but I mean he is very frank with him about it but I, some of the things that I thought were, you know that were like oh my god yes he says you know that he sacrifices the feeling of being calm he says he's giving up all chances for inner peace and that he burns his decency for someone else's future so he knows what he's doing has a dark side to it but he's doing it for the betterment of others, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I just thought it is, it, like I said, heart wrenching, mm -hmm. you know, what, what the two of them 
are, you know, both people might think both of them as heroes, but what they're sacrificing as a result of that. Um, the other interesting imagery I noticed in that scene is kind of at the end where Luthen is actually, he's wearing this dark suit and a very long, dark cloak. And at one point they kind of take a shot in that scene from behind him and his silhouette reminds me of Darth Vader mm. so much. So I don't know if that was intentional or just where my brain went, but I thought that was kind of uh, interesting imagery there. Um, and I have a fun fact. Oh boy. Okay. That both of those actors actually worked together previously in the series Chernobyl. Wow. Yes. Which we, we saw and enjoyed. I don't know if you could say you enjoyed Chernobyl, but it was an interesting oh, yeah. uh, it was series for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a tough one to watch. Yeah. At the same time, it was very interesting. So. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. so those were kind of my thoughts of Andor and why I picked that episode. Why I like it. I really yeah. And you went way more in depth than I'm going to go on any of mine. So just <laughs> let you know that I have the bad. If you want to sound smarter, you're already there. I mean, not that you weren't there before we even started. Uh, no, but no. now you're definitely there. Yeah, so right. uh, very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, that would definitely, to me, uh, far and away the best episode of Andor mm-hmm. in season one. Um, just a crazy amount of action and intrigue and suspense right. and, you know, um, joy and heartbreak. And then yes, that uh, monologue by Luthen there at the end is, right. is, is it, it's, it really says it all. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. Right. It's great. It's really a great episode. Now, I don't know if this was, and I'm trying to get your opinion here, you know, how I noticed Luthen looking like Darth Vader and, and that whole scene was very dark. And yet he's working for the, you know, mm-hmm. on the rebel side. And then you look at the prison and it's all white and everything that the prisoners are wearing are all white. And it just seems like what a weird contrast that yeah. the side um, that you would normally think the dark yeah. side is where is all light. And the side that you would think is the light side is dark. Yeah. Might I don't know. Intentional, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, stormtroopers are all white. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but interesting right. to pick that out and wonder oh, about. Thank you. For sure. Thank for you. sure. Good job, sweetheart. All right. Thank you. So which animated series uh, are you starting see. with? Let's see. What am I going to start with? I'll start with the most recent one here because it's just on fresh on my mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to give a lot of spoilers here for this because it recently happened within... Right. Just, you know, it's been a month, I'd say, maybe maybe less than that since mm. uh, the finale of uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you've been able to watch it, maybe you haven't, but I'm going to tell you, and there's only been two seasons, um, but the finish of season two, mm-hmm. uh, Plan 99, um, was my favorite episode, mm-hmm. I think, so far of Bad Batch, and I think it's... Bad Batch has been ramping up since the beginning. It started off a little slow. It's been building throughout right. the end of season one and increased and was really doing some out of the uh, outstanding stuff um, through season two. And it finished off culminating with an episode that, was, you know, it had a lot in it. It had sacrifice, mm-hmm. loss, betrayal, a revelation. It finished with a cliffhanger, as many, you know, season-ending episodes do. Um it's it was really impressive again i'm not going to give a lot of details about it because you may not have seen it yet but to me that it was the best episode um so far right yeah i i think it was too it you know it definitely 
was one of the episodes, like you're saying how it ramped up. It's one of the episodes that could definitely capture interest in adults as well as still holding true to having some things that make it fun for kids to watch or interesting for kids. So, um, yeah, actually, I was, I was actually thinking you were going to pick the one, like a few before that, but yeah, I picked that. I have like with everyone, I have a couple other episodes mm-hmm. that I kind of thought about. Right. And again, I'm not going to give a lot to these, but uh, the other episodes of this series that I thought about were um, the outpost, which was also from season two. I think it's a very powerful episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially dealing with crosshair and what he's trying to come to grips with, right, right. Um, with being a member of the empire and how clones are being treated. Um, aftermath, um, from season one, which mm-hmm. is, um, pretty much the, it's, it's the actually first episode of the show, um, which shows, you know, I, I, am always intrigued by different views of how order 66 happened. Right. Cause we've seen a little bit of it, obviously in, in revenge of the Sith. Um, but seeing it from different angles, um, is, is kind of fascinating to me. And that one, um, specifically had some key parts to it, including some characters for other animated uh, mm-hmm. series that uh, play a part in that. Also, the uh, the season finale for season one, um, Camino and uh, Return to Camino and Camino Lost, right. um, were was really yeah. impactful episodes yeah. as well and right. heartbreaking in, in many spots, yeah, um, for sure. So, uh, I I think the Bad Batch is really improving and is getting better and better all the time. And I can't wait for season three after how good season two was. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited. And, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd be happy to talk. If you've already seen these episodes, I'd be happy to talk with you more about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want to give away sure, too much no, yet. That's a good idea. Yeah. Very so, good. So there, so that's my first animated All series. Right. Back to the real stuff. Back to Michelle's <laughs> live action Star Wars <laughs> series episode that makes her fall in love with it all over again. All right. So Obi-Wan ah, will be next here. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Uh, and, Kenobi. <laughs> and I'll say um, in that one, because of a lot of different things that came up, um, was episode three, which they titled part three. Um, I'll, I'll admit it was a hard, it was a toss up with episode two, but there were a few things that made this one a little bit more endearing to me that made me choose it. I was just blown away by the scene at the beginning where Obi-Wan is meditating. And I'll try not to give too many spoilers either, but just that he's he's meditating, he's trying to connect with Qui-Gon, but they share with you his thoughts too, that he's he's rehearing the Inquisitor reveal to him that Anakin is alive as Darth Vader. Um, and, and during that scene, you see Darth Vader like being assembled piece by piece. And it's just really really heavy 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 mm-hmm. you know um especially I, you can see the weight of it um falling onto obi-wan right. he wanted to believe that his apprentice that that his his brother right anakin was dead and, right and to find out that this is who he's right become. yeah i mean he struggled with not wanting to and he didn't directly kill him during yeah you know the the movie but anyway but on another side of this the other things I think and these are some of the things I think that really brought this endearing to me of this episode is the interactions between Obi-Wan and Leia Um, 
they were all really very emotional and touching. Um, just some of the things like, for example, how he shares, Obi-Wan shares with her, you know, the disappointment of being removed from his family as a young child, um, you know, and, and, and how he, he shares how he can connect with her not knowing who her real parents were. Um, and then the other time is when they're riding together and he mistakenly uh, in front of the stormtrooper calls her Leia, even though they had an agreed upon alias for her. Um, and so to get out of it, he looks at her and says that she reminds him so much of her, her mother. And you can tell in his face that he's speaking the truth, that he's looking at her and really thinking of her mother. Um, and you can tell that, and cause it's in the dialogue later that Leia realizes he's being honest with that statement mm -hmm. as well. Just really touching. And then another dialogue between the two of them is when she asks him how the force feels. And I love the analogy that he gives her is that, you know, being afraid in the dark. And then when the lights come on, you feel safe. And, Unfortunately, he knew at that moment, actually, that opposite was true for him, that if he did use the force, he would not be safe, you know, so that conflict that was there. Um, I love that they introduced a new droid, <laughs> Ned B, yeah. um, you know, and although he couldn't speak, like they said, actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, intriguing that they put that in there. Um and then the scene between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan was just so heart-wrenching. The one thing I noticed, again, I don't know if this was just my brain thinking this or if this was intentional, but the scene is nearly all black at first. And the first thing you see is Obi-Wan's lightsaber. And it's like that thing of the light comes on and you feel safe, you know, um, but I also know that he was probably very concerned with his lack of skills at that point and how he was going to deal with it. Um, oh, he's also depressed. I yeah. mean, he is completely, um, you could tell throughout that he's just been decimated by everything that's happened. He's over the last, whatever it's been, 10 years, he's right. been thinking about this and how everything could have gone wrong and how everything is terrible. And, you know, and, but I still need to, you know, protect this, right. protect Luke, because that's been what I've been assigned to do. I need to take care of him. But everything is, everything is bad for him. He's had to cut himself off from the force. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, and then he, now he's found out that, you know, this person that he loved, honestly, right. um, has ended up completely going the wrong way. Right. And, you know, he's trying to get back in touch with the force, but he's just not prepared yet. Right. It, like you said, his skills are not where they need to be. Yeah. And you're facing at a, a Vader at the top of his game, essentially. Right. You know? Yeah. True. Um, it's a very, very impactful emotional time. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, you know, um, how you can kind of empathize with both of them. Doesn't really matter how you feel about either character, but like when, you know, Anakin you know, he's realizing that his resentment towards Obi-Wan, you know, and, and, and saying to him, in fact, you should have killed Anakin when you could. And I, I really think he meant that, like more like 
he is not happy with what he has become or who he has become, but it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the symbolism of Darth Vader forcing Obi-Wan to be in the fire and burning, um, very emotional, but you also know that he's knows that that revenge is not going to make him happy. Mm-hmm. It's not going to bring him any peace and either. So it's just all really, um, for both of them, such a big struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, crazy episode. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people weren't big fans of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, but uh, I, I can't help it. I was. I enjoyed it. Um, were there a couple issues with it? Sure. But I liked it overall, and I thought it was a, it was really interesting look at um, what someone's psyche might be like when they had to go through exactly what Obi-Wan Kenobi had to go through. Right. You know? And so um, I thought it was a fascinating series. I hope they come bring figure out a storyline to bring him back because I, I love Ewan McGregor right. in that role. Right. I, I can't get enough of him in that role. Um, so I hope they can bring it back, but I, I appreciate that series for what it is. If that is all we get. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, between Andor and Obi-Wan Kenobi, both of those did seem like they were, they were written for an audience that was more adult and, you know, showing more and more the grit, and the dark side of war than, you know, what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can see where some people might not be as enthusiastic about those series, mm-hmm. you know, but they definitely did have some strong emotional elements to yeah. them. Yeah. So. I'll enjoy them both. So that's yeah. just me. But I'm, there's very few Star Wars things you're going to find out there that I don't like. So right, right. I like everything. <laughs> I just like everything. And the rest of my stuff will be much lighter than that. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, very good. Okay, which series? I'll go, go to, to something now? really light. I'll go to Star Wars Resistance <laughs> yeah. to kind of lighten the mood up here because Star Wars Resistance, not that there wasn't some serious moments in there, but let's just be frank about this. Star Wars Resistance is a lot on the lighter side of Star Wars animation, especially. Yeah. Although that series, I found like the Bad Batch, it really started growing into something more as it went on. Well, I find it like a lot of their animated series is that there'd be a lot of silliness and then there'd be impactful episodes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, you know, some, some series, like I feel the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels had some more impactful long-term, um, arcs in them than resistance to have, right. but it did have those episodes where, you know, in between the silliness, right. you found some real big star Wars moments. Right. And I, I think that some of these episodes were kind of key to that. The one that I picked out, and there were a few that I could have picked from here. Um, I picked out station theta black from uh, episode or from series season one. Um, this episode, I think had a lot of interesting parts to it. Um, it has one, it has uh, general Organa, mm-hmm. Princess Leia. Right, right. Um, uh, sending off Kaz and Poe Dameron. Right. Yeah, that's right. Poe Dameron. Um, they send them off on a mission to explore what is a first order asteroid mining facility. And there, while they're there, I mean, I'm going to give some spoilers away from this. They end up running into Captain Phasma there right. in an interesting in- look into her and what she's like and everything and what's going on there. And they quickly discover that, you know, hey, the first order is not messing around here. Right. Like they're mining for some stuff that is definitely going to be used to build like a super weapon. Here. Right. And we need yeah. to make sure and know that. So uh, I thought it was an intriguing episode. It, it really leads into a lot of what 
um, even though it was after the fact, it's after The Force Awakens, it kind of is a prequel to that movie of like mm-hmm. how thing, how you found out what was going on and right. what, what the resistance was looking into at that point. And I thought that was a really good exploration in that. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it, it was also interesting that series, how it did in kind of like almost real time paralleled a lot of the movies that were, you know, mm-hmm. were coming out and giving a little bit more behind the scenes. Of yeah. Those. So, um, yeah, I thought from a different were, angle, from, from a, a different, different point angle. of view, from a yeah. certain point of view. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> and it had great characters too. Um, some were, were funny and silly mm-hmm. and stuff, but it did have some, you know, some meaningful characters that brought, brought a lot to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, aside from that, there was a couple other episodes I thought about, um, another one kind of on the same thought process as the one of station, uh, theta black also from season one, there's an episode called the core problem where again, it's Kaz and Poe and they mm-hmm. go and they find where they there's been a burnt out sun and they find a planet that has been basically hollowed out, like cored out mm. in the middle, essentially that right. was the precursor to star killer base right, right there. Uh, that you're looking at. Um, also, uh, the season finale for season one, which was called No Escape, part one and part two. There mm-hmm. was a two-part episode. Um, you actually see, look, uh, Kaz was from Hosnian Prime. That was his home. That was one of the planets mm. that was destroyed by Starkiller Base. Mm. He actually sort of witnesses through uh, a hologram right. um, that that is... is through the holonet that that is taking place. So, and then you get to see his feeling on seeing his home world right. um, destroyed yeah, by the first that. order. Yeah. And then meanwhile, they're, you know, they're on um, the Colossus there and they have to figure out how to get away from the first order. They've decided that they're completely joining the resistance. Right. They need to get away. And you find out that the, the, what you think is like this base in the ocean right. is actually a starship. Right. You know? And so they end up you know, getting away that way. And finally, the, 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 just the series finale in mm-hmm. general you right. know, was, was fantastic as well. And that was called uh, The Escape Part 1 and Part 2. You know, we have right. No Escape, the end of Season 1. The Escape is right. part of uh, yeah. Season 1, 2. Uh, just all great episodes. Um, if you haven't checked out Star Wars Resistance, again, especially watch it with your kids because I think they're going to like a lot of the funny, silly characters right. that are in it. And it's, it's really, there's a lot of episodes aimed at that level. Right. But you will find those gems for even the adult Star Wars fan sure. within that series. Right, exactly. Yeah. I liked it when, you know, well, with most of these series, when we rewatch again and can really appreciate, you know, all those little details. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. So. Back to you, back to the real stuff, back to the live action, Michelle, (laughs) with another episode that makes her fall in love with Star Wars all over again. (laughs) Okay, so now going to Mandalorian. And in true Hyperion Adventures podcast fashion, I have an A and B this time. Like she like some of my episodes are like they're like runs of four episodes. I know. It's like it's like wait a minute. I thought we clearly understood the plan. Yeah, I understand anything. You should know that by now. So, anyways, because they all should be watched together. If you're not watching them together, then what's the point? I guess. I guess. But so I'm sure, honey, you could probably guess one of my favorites from The Mandalorian. I know. (laughs) I'd be shocked if it's anything but that one. (laughs) The Marshal. Yes. 
That's all she wants to watch. She just wants to watch The Marshall over and over The Marshall's again. easy to watch when you don't, especially if you don't want something too dark, you know, but still want Star Wars. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I mean, this one, I, I just am so impressed with how they closely made it resemble a Western, first of all. It's just like they, they didn't even try to hide the fact. They have everything that you would expect. Conflict between citizens from two cultures, uh, sitting around a campfire with a mediator there, uh, smoking a piece, well, object, we'll say, instead of pipe, um, and then both groups coming together and agreeing to fight a common enemy. So I, I it was just, I love the the. Just all the symbolisms that they use. Plus, in the, there. you know, just the gunslinger, the, right? You know, just kind of all uh, out in the wild west, yeah, with, with a saloon uh, exactly. and everything. You, you know, yes. it just it yes. was just total. It was total. The Mandalorian, for most of it, for much of it, is a western, right? That but, one, like, just shouts, "We're yeah. a western!" <laughs> yeah, it's like if you had any doubt, I know, I know, total. Totally true, but it did introduce some interesting characters, you know, one of which obviously is the Marshal, who does come to play into parts of it later on. Timothy Oliphant, who, obviously, who plays in a lot of Westerns. Right, so yeah. Right in. Um, you know, I enjoyed that they showed the respect and bond that came together very quickly between Mando and the Marshal, um, so much so that the, you know, the Mandalorian, he was willing to sacrifice himself you know, but, you know, trusted the marshal to be able to take on care of the kid. So I thought that was pretty funny, mm -hmm. pretty cute. Um, but my second favorite that I'll say my A and B here is actually, and I'm going to kind of do what you did with the uh, animated. It's the finale in uh, season three. And I'm not going to give any spoilers to that. Um, because again, that was just out and I know some people might not be up to date with that. I just want to say that that one definitely touched on many emotions and I was at the edge of my seat watching mm -hmm. it. And, um, so it was a fabulous episode. Yeah. Really good. Really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I really enjoyed that episode very much. I enjoyed both of those episodes very oh, much. I, I enjoyed the Mandalorian very much. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Good. All right. So we're back to you. Back to me. Okay. Now we're down to the nitty gritty here yeah. in my favorite animated series. I'll start with the Clone Wars, Star mm -hmm. Wars, the Clone Wars. And a lot of this wasn't on uh, Disney when it first began, um, but then Disney picked it up uh, near the end and they ended up make, creating a sort of seventh season. It was an abbreviated season mm -hmm. seven. And that's actually where I'm going to go for my episode that is the one that made me fall in love with Star Wars all over again. Uh, uh, it is an arc mm -hmm. because I don't see how you can just sit and watch one of these episodes and not decide you want to go to the next one right. when it's right there for you. Uh, so it's a four episode run in the Siege of Mandalore is what mm -hmm. it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just it hits all their range of emotions for me. Right. Um, it's the return of Ahsoka Tano it is mm -hmm. within that whole, uh, that part of it. Uh, there we find out more about the political struggle that we saw with the Jedi. I mean, a lot of this is based around it's taking place concurrently with revenge of the Sith, mm -hmm. essentially with order 66 right. that's going on. So, you you see the political struggle that proves basically the downfall of the Jedi. The fact that they are have kind of they're not doing what they're 
expected to do, which is kind of watch out right. for everybody in general. But instead, they're looking out for Palpatine. They're looking out right. for the people in charge. And, and that's just, you can see why people aren't respecting the Jedi the way they right. were. You can see why their kind of thought process has been lost a little bit. Right, right. Um, uh, so y- you see that issue going on through this. Um, it's Maul back again. Mm-hmm. And any episode of anything with Maul in it is good. It's going to be good. Um, and Maul telling Ahsoka, basically Palpatine's entire plan. Like right. he lays it out for her. Yeah. But with Maul, you never know if he's telling the truth or not. Right. Because he twists it. But he laid it all out for her. And then you get the duel between Ahsoka and Maul. Right. Which is one of the best lightsaber duels you will ever see. It's mm-hmm. Phenomenal. I don't care. Live action, animated. It is so very good. It's two very skilled uh, lightsaber force users that right. can use the lightsaber. It is, it, it is one of the best ones you're going to see. Um, well, like I mentioned right before, Order 66 from a certain point of view, a right. different point of view. You get to see it from a different angle. You felt it when it started to happen and Ahsoka's feeling that something's very, very, very wrong. Captain Rex fighting off that inhibitor yes. chip within him just long enough to get uh, allow Ahsoka to kind of warn her and allow her right. to escape. And then Ahsoka removing that chip and right. getting Rex back into his right mind. Yeah. And then the and the whole heart-wrenching battle where it's Ahsoka and Rex, and they, they have to go against basically Rex's brothers. Right. They are his brothers. Yeah. Um, to try and escape from all this, trying to get them to see the right, you know, what's right here. Right. Yeah. But you can't because they have this chip telling them a completely right. different thing. Right. Uh, so it's, it's heart wrenching. And then the end and the crash and uh, Ahsoka having to give up her lightsabers and everything. It's just, it is so well done. Mm-hmm. It's such mm-hmm. a well done four episode arc that it is, it it's spectacular front end um i just i just i love it so much yeah i agree with you it's fabulous fabulous and uh i think uh, of all the seasons that's probably my favorite you know i i think they they to me they grew on me also mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah um other possibilities that i thought of and uh, <laughs> yes one no one. i don't i don't one. i didn't i picked one these are like you know, honorable uh, mention. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, the wrong <laughs> Jedi, which is also part of the uh, Ahsoka Tano uh, being framed essentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for bombing the Jedi temple. Um, and then what ends up making her right. uh, leave the, mm-hmm. the, the Jedi order in season five. That's a really, really impactful and heart wrenching mm-hmm. uh, storyline there. And the Mortis trilogy uh, in season three, which um, basically there's so much Star Wars lore, uh, especially around the Force mm-hmm. and the Jedi and the Sith, and all wrapped up in this this three part episode. It 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 also you know um, gives a peek in what's to come. Um, it shows you a lot about the Jedi that are there, which are Obi Wan and Anakin right. and Ahsoka. And it's it's a really fascinating look into what is behind the good side, the light side, the dark side and those in between and how that's all get together and where, 
you know, where is their balance within the forest? It's all found there right. uh, within the Mortis trilogy. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're so right in that the importance of the Clone Wars. And if you look at any series, you know, a lot of them do fill in some blanks of some things that are going on with the the main movies. But you're right. This series, you know, Clone Wars definitely has the most impactful and, and gives you more understanding of personalities and relationships way better than or way more than any other series. It also gives you a peek of why, because it, it was it was a little hard when you watch the prequel movies to understand why you should be so heartbroken over Anakin turning to the dark side. I mean, right. you got a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. not enough. When you actually see him um, throughout the Clone Wars and right. see what a hero he was and yeah. all the great things he did and right. how he cared for so many people. Yeah, it and makes that he was it, kind yes. and that he, they had a good relationship right. with Obi-Wan. Yeah. It makes it that much more heartbreaking when you watch a film like Revenge of the Sith right, right. Um, to see him fall completely to the dark side. Right, yeah. Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. So back to you, back to the real list. No, Let's I told get you. To the no, last. I'm going flip. See, you started light and then you got deeper. Man, look at flipping the tables there here on me. Yeah. So what live action Star Wars series episode makes you fall in love with the franchise all over again? The next one. <laughs> the next one was from the book of Boba Fett. That was the last uh, of the series that I was covering in episode seven in the name of honor and this is just pure pleasure of finding fun and smiling a lot during this episode you know um i really like the look and the storyline of drash and scad i think those are interesting characters i'd love to see more of them mm-hmm. um but then the episode was just so jam-packed with cute funny things you know like when grogu was returned by r2d2 and um, Pelimoto, who is one of my favorite characters, <laughs> just her reaction, especially when she hears his name, she's like, that's a terrible name. There's no way I'm going to call you that. <laughs> just love it. Love it. Love it. Um, the negotiation scene um, by, how do you say it? Mock Shaz? Sure. The Major, Doro, jo, Major Domo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I love that <laughs> being called that anyways. Major Domo. Um, (laughs) but that entire scene is is just so hilarious um it actually made me think of other kind of shows that we've seen like uh gallivant oh kind of reminded me kind of that humor that's an episode we should just do an episode about gallivant i know i know really totally um you know uh, the Another th- scene that brought me, you know, a big smile was when Boba Fett rides in on his rancor, you know, to kind of like save the day. And similarly, when, uh, you know, Grogu comes out and walking like he's going to save the day. But, you know, the scene that really touched my heart was when Grogu jumped into Mando's arms, uh, you know, yeah, know, the two of them embraced. It that was, was just really, really, really cool. And like I said, I just find it found it just so fun to watch that episode. I mean, I know there were some serious things and I'm not trying to make light of those, but you know, my focus with that episode, you know, from Book of Boba Fett was just, you know, getting some fun back into it. They packed about everything they could into that episode (laughs) of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, But yeah, it was fun for sure. It was, it was 
action-packed Star Wars yes. fun. Yeah, I mean, no obviously, there were more serious storylines in the series, but this one made me fall in love again. There you go. Just... I like it. Well, that's the point, right? Yeah. That's the point. Absolutely. Very good. All right. Very so good. we're so finishing so off finishing with you. Out, and obviously, there's only one more series mm-hmm. left that we could talk about, and that is a, a fantastic one. And one... That if you haven't watched it yet, you should be watching. And if you have watched it, you should probably be re-watching because it's mm-hmm. going to play into some stuff that's coming out yeah. live action-wise uh, on Disney Plus here in the near future. That is, of course, Star Wars Rebels, which mm-hmm. is a phenomenal yeah. series. Uh, it's only four seasons long, but it's so good. Um, but there's only, I mean, there are a lot of episodes I could pick from. Uh, but the one that always strikes home, and we just rewatched it just the mm-hmm. other day, and it hit to me again. That is so important. That's Twilight of the Apprentice from mm-hmm. season two. Um, first of all, you get the reappearance of Maul. I've told right. you already. <laughs> anything with Maul in it, I'm on board. He's great in this. Um, you're not going to find anything cooler than seeing Darth Vader riding on the top of a TIE fighter. Right. <laughs> you, you may be cool. You're not Darth Vader on top of a TIE fighter. Cool. <laughs> Uh, Ezra actually standing up to Vader, right. you know, and saying, I'm not afraid of you. And, you know, Vader's saying, well, then you'll die braver than most, right, you know, right. which was interesting. Um, um, but really what it all comes down to, and there's a lot of great stuff in this episode, but the heart wrenching battle between Ahsoka and Vader, mm-hmm. she's recently come to the realization that, right. that Vader is actually her former master, right, yeah. Anakin Skywalker. And, you know, going through it and trying and, and, you know, she actually opens up, breaks, gets a strike on him, mm-hmm. breaks open his mask. And just for a second, you get that piece of Anakin. Back. Right. You know, that's what I, I've always said is that Anakin is still alive in there. It's what Luke figures out in the empire strikes back mm-hmm. and talks mm-hmm. about in return of the Jedi. There's still good in him. The good of him is inside that hard shell that right. is Darth Vader. Right. Anakin Skywalker still exists within that suit. Right. And she broke through just for a second there. Yeah. And, and you could get a peek of him. And then, you know, the rage once again right. got him through this, uh, got him back into where he was. But it's just so, so deep and so... It, it it just it crushes me every single time I watch that episode. Yeah. Well, first of all, I totally agree with you with Rebels being great. I think you know definitely loving that we're rewatching that. Um, and they that description that you're giving of how Anakin the good is there. It's just kind of buried, you know. And and there we saw it in the animated version, and just like in the Obi Wan, where when he's telling Obi-Wan, I wish you had killed me when you had the chance kind of thing is like, he knows he's betraying his core of kindness, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's, he's struggling with living with himself and he's so angry, angry all the time. And like, he's angry at, you know, Ahsoka because she isn't this, she is still good. She's still kind. He feels, you know, he's, because he's at this point in his life where, you know, she, He's looking at like she left him. And, right. You know, that's Anakin turned to the dark side in huge part because people left him or died around him that mm-hmm. were had huge impacts right. in his life. His mother, Ahsoka Tano. Right. Padme. Right. You know, um, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, yes, absolutely. That's a great point because Qui-Gon had taught him who knows what, right. how he turns out. 
uh, and then feeling like Obi-Wan had turned against him. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, it was really that's really what drove him. Right. Aside from, of course, the chirping in his ear from right. Palpatine, his sure. buddy, his buddy Palpatine <laughs> over there. Um, that's what really turned him to the dark side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, totally agree with you. One of the things that is really cool on Disney Plus is they now have, you know, how they, they have the rose, which, well, there's two things cool. One is that they have all, everything, all the movies in the series in order so that you could, if you ever wanted to watch them from start to finish, you could follow the storyline. Um, Which is helpful to Michelle because she's always wondering I, where we are in the timeline whenever we jump around. We're, we're always watching series in a different, you know, we're <laughs> watching more than one series at a time and they're never even close to each other in the timeline. You know, it's like, is that before this or is that after? Because there's some of the characters are in multiples of That's those, true. you know. Um, but they do have uh, set up a series if you're getting ready for the Ahsoka um, live Good. action that you that they have highlighted which episodes on all these kind of um series that will help prepare you yeah and you can hold out for our episode where we'll be doing that as well yeah yes that's right yes so So. uh, i did have a couple other uh, honorable mentions other possibilities (laughs) of course um (laughs) twin sons from season three which uh, we haven't got to in our Mm -hmm. rewatch yet so i won't give too much away but i will just say that Maul is involved in that yeah. one, and that one is a fascinating episode as well. You have to come up with an episode that Hondo is in there. He's yeah. amazing. Jedi Knight, <laughs> uh, which is Jedi Knight, N-I-G-H-T, right. um, from season four, which is, I'll just give this away to Michelle right now, that is where Kanan ends up sacrificing himself mm-hmm. to save the heart of the ghost. Yeah, um, it's really, really... Um, it is a tough one to watch. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm um, not sure how much I want to rewatch But it is one. really important. It's important for yeah. the entire series, and it's important for Ezra right. um, to see his master do that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, family Reunion and Farewell, which is the season finale, mm-hmm. um, couple two-part episode, um, really impactful and really sets up what we're about to see mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of coming up here in uh, Ahsoka. Uh, and finally, as Michelle just alluded to, any episode where Hondo makes an appearance <laughs> is, a, is a great it's Star a Wars Rebels episode because Hondo is awesome. I know. I know. <laughs> I wish I could do his voice like some of our friends yeah. can, but I can't. So I'm I sure here coming up when we're talking about Rebels, with if they decide they come on, I don't know. They may not want to come on, but I know they will <laughs> because... That's just what they do. I'm sure that Honda will be making an appearance. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully the best. Anyway, that's our look back at the Star Wars series episodes that make us fall in love with the franchise all over again. We'd love to know your favorites. Are there are there some that we missed here that are the ones that you love dearly and will rewatch over again and and make you think, wow, Star Wars is great. Please send them to us. Uh, through the social medias, through the Gmail account. We'd love to hear them. Absolutely. So much fun. Good TV, Star Wars TV, Star Wars series that were out there that... uh, that have already come and some that are yet to come. I know. I know. Yeah. Getting ready for some of the new things coming that, 
even this year. Yeah, I know. Can't wait to check out some of these brand new series. I know we're working together kind of behind the scenes to pull in some of our favorite Star Wars contributors on a show coming up here sometime this summer. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well, if we can pull that off. And I think we already have a couple people that are are in on it. And I think a couple people that uh, will hardly ever say no to us on Talking Star Wars. <laughs> so um, I think that this will be end up being good. So that'll yes. be a lot of fun. And I promise not to make anything go crazy that people have to prepare things or do quizzes or anything like Why that. Why do you promise something that you cannot fulfill? I think I can. I really think I can. I'm not so sure about that. I don't believe that for a second. Let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. I only have a couple for you this week. It's actually kind of a slow week for Disney. Well, not really, but we're not touching on that story. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the other Disney stories of the week. And I'm going to start with the discount offers for cruises through a galaxy far away continue to flood in. The latest will be of interest to you, those of you with a Disney Visa card. This from the Walt Disney World website. They said Disney Visa card members can now save 30% on select Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyages. Valid for voyages. Select dates from May through September of 2023. Yeah, that's exciting news and happy to see that they're expanding some of those offers and uh, very tempting. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they keep coming out. They're, they're just they're just begging for us to go. I, I mean, they're hitting all the things that we do. You know, DVC members right. discount, annual pass holders discount, right. <laughs> Disney Visa card holders discount. We have all those things. Can we put those discounts together? Get ninety percent off. <laughs> would you work with us on that? I know. Would really, we be on board. <laughs> I know, especially on a month that we're about to buy some more DVC points. That's actually probably the reason why we haven't booked Galactic exactly. Star Cruiser yet because we need to kind of put that money to something different, but it's coming. They keep selling it. They keep throwing these discounts yeah. out there. Believe me, we're going to be going very, very soon. Too, you know? I but, hope so. Yeah, yep. We are. We are. Um, one more note on this story. The number of packages available for this offer is limited and savings are based on the non-discounted price for that package. Mm-hmm. So know that going in that there may only be a flu- few slots for each of these cruises. You can go to the website and see all the dates that are available. There's lots of them starting as early as this week. Right. Um, so um, check it out uh, if you're thinking about going on a uh, galactic star cruise aboard the Halcyon. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to our next story, an immensely popular activity that has become a growing favorite for people across the country is now available at the Walt Disney World Resort. What could that be? I don't know, honey. Hmm. What? <laughs> well, let's go to the Disney Parks blog and find out. They said, we're excited to announce that Pickleball nice. is available <laughs> at several of our recreational tennis courts, including Disney's Yacht Club Resort. Bay Lake Towers at Disney's Contemporary Resort, Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, Kidani Village, and Disney's Old Key West Resort. And so if you are interested in trying pickleball for the first time, or if you're a seasoned pickleball player and just looking for something else to do on your vacation, now you can do that while you're at the Walt Disney World that's Resort. So, that's so cool. It so excited cool. about that. I, I yep. think it's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, because I actually think that's something we would do there. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about when I saw that story. I was like, you know, we haven't played pickleball. It looks fun. I know. Maybe we might do this. By the way, if you forget your paddle at home, no worries. Each location will offer a complimentary equipment for players. If you haven't heard of pickleball, well, 
Trust us when we say it's a pretty big dill. <laughs> Thank you, Disney Parks blog. Yeah. I love a good pun. That's right. <laughs> gotcha. um, so whether you're looking to try out this new sport or the traditional tennis, on mm-hmm. the courts are available on a first-come, first-served basis and are generally accessible from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. at all these locations, uh, though the hours may vary uh, by location and it, sometimes they book lessons there or whatever that might right. take them as well. Uh, if you're looking to play, like they said, the, the pickleball stuff is complimentary for everybody. If you're looking to play just you know traditional tennis there, just a couple tips you might want to know. Um, you can rent out equipment by using your, and you can also um, do this for free too, but you can rent out your equipment using your magic band there uh, at the locations. If you're a Disney Vacation Club member, you can get the equipment at no extra cost. Nice. Now that doesn't, that, there is a fee for anybody, any of the traditional guests, but you're a right. DVC member, you can get tennis gear for free. And like they said, I, I apparently with pickleball, um, you can get those for free too. So nice. that's a lot of fun yeah. for everybody. Exactly. So that's a lot of that's fun. A, that's cool. Very, yeah. very cool. So that's it for my Disney stories of the week. Well. However, <laughs> we do have something from Michelle. And you know, as I've already said, the force surrounds her, including her Disney stories of the week. So Michelle, what do you have? What are you going to hologram out? <laughs> You're so funny. To the listeners out there. Well, it is interesting. One of the things you're talking about relates to May the 4th, and that is that uh, at various Disney parks uh, and resorts, they're going to be having some food in May to help celebrate Star Wars Day. Ah. Some will be starting a few days before, like uh, May 2nd. Um, and there, there's a lot of them. So I, I, I don't want to go through all of them. But it is interesting that, that they're adding some new ones compared to last year. So that'll be fun. Um, so rather than going through like all the different foods that they're going to be offering, I, I just kind of quick rundown that um, you can find them at Disneyland Park at uh, in Batu, obviously, and same thing over at Walt Disney World in in Batu. Uh, downtown Disney District is getting into the celebration, as well as Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, and one of the resorts here on the East Coast that will be celebrating is Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, mm. and they'll be having some cute foods there. Uh, and Disneyland Paris will also be having. A little bit there at their Disneyland Park. Cool. So, yeah, cool. yeah. So cool. I think Star Wars. I think the Polly. I know, right? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> or the or the Grand Californian too. A little bit of that Scarif feel to it. I don't know, uh, but hey, it's all good. You know, I mean, I guess your Grand California could be a little bit like Endor. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Although it's connected to the other parks i don't know but yeah. it, you know what it's fun to have disney hey, wherever you can get me, it star wars, star food wars everywhere. anywhere yeah. right perfect um and speaking of things happening at the parks uh at the end of may we're going to have a new live action ariel coming to the parks. oh for a meet and greet for meet and greets i know oh. you know people are used to seeing ariel in her mermaid form however you know, kind of in sync with the the launch of the new live action uh, Little Mermaid. 
they're going to have Ariel meeting guests in her human form. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah that'll be a first time. That'll be a first. Right? Yeah. So uh, they're going to have that at Disneyland Paris, at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and at Disneyland Park in California. Nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Looking forward to that. We might have to check that out for ourselves. I know. Uh, Disneyland. Well, maybe Disneyland in January if if she's still walking about. On, right. What are, what are those called again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Feet. Feet. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, we might have to check her out there or if we just pop over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's right. Her, Anyways, it's always fun to ha- find new things to experience in the park. For sure. For sure. Michelle stories. Always the best <laughs> stories. I don't know about that. Speaking of the best from Michelle, let's get to the real meat of things. <laughs> let's get to Michelle's force wielding. <laughs> Oh, man. We we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. When we do this, we start with the Jedi she is. (laughs) She has the best lists. You just heard that a little bit ago. She does the best research, but she definitely has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're so kind, honey. So my tip um, is actually just to, you know, one... If you have not on the uh, Disney My My Disney Experience app, uh, as well as the one for the uh, Disneyland, their app, is that they provide an opportunity to use photo lenses, photo pass lenses. And you really have to um, open the app and open up the photo pass lenses while you're inside the park. And then you can use that throughout the park to do some really cute selfies. Um, and then once you get home, you'll have access to still some of them, not all of them, but some of them. Um, and it's just a really cool, fun little thing to do. Um, my problem is I, I kept going in the parks and forgetting to open up specifically the lenses but once i did that i was just so thrilled with it and everything and i've showed people in the parks and yeah. like that like oh what is she doing there <laughs> you got some cool cute pictures that's oh, for thank sure. you thank yeah. you but anyways yeah if you're not aware of it on the apps um you know you you can go there and um i think you just do the like the three lines and then find the uh, Disney Photo Pass lenses and Very open cool. it up. But definitely open it up inside the park so that you have access. Right. A lot that. of fun. And just, you know, I mean, we all like to get pictures in the park. You know, a lot of fun pictures in the park. And that's just another great way to have a lot of extra fun and especially with selfies right and stuff when you're and, at the park. yeah and and this has been out there so some people probably already know it you know so i won't go through what all of them are or spoil any of them but uh, you know or spoil all of them but there is for example orange bird will come yeah. on and and fly around you and then i think land on your shoulder or something yeah. like that and, you know but just different you can do it as a video or as a as a Selfie. very cool yeah definitely take advantage of that for yeah. sure i mean why not the extra fun stuff extra yeah, fun pics videos while you're at the park they don't cost you anything extra there's so many things that cost extra this does not right and it's so easy to use there you go yeah now, michelle's tip always the best tip. <laughs> i don't know about that well, let's hear yours my tip is going right back to what our episode was about and you know why not celebrate star wars day by doing something maybe you haven't done yet or maybe revisiting something you haven't done yet i'm gonna talk it's look I know animation, Star Wars, you love the original trilogy. Maybe you love the prequels. Maybe you love the sequel trilogy, whatever. 
go back and check out some of these animated Star Wars series. Yeah. I really should because there's so much more depth that's provided. All the characters that you either already know or maybe getting to know right. as we move into some of these other series coming up here. Go back. Definitely go watch The Clone Wars. I mean, yes, there are some hokey kind of kiddie type episodes mm-hmm. there, but there is so much stuff that builds on the lore of Star Wars that provides depth to a lot of characters um, and, you know, introduces you to characters that you're going to love. Trust me when I tell you that same with star Wars rebels. It's so great. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, it's an easy watch. It's a lot of fun. You can watch them with your kids, star Wars resistance. It can be a little childish at times, but there's some really important stuff there as well. And of course the bad batch new, I mean, bad batch was improving. I, I mean, from, the season one was okay. I thought season two was mm-hmm. masterful. Yes. Um, it's getting better as it goes on. Um, check out all these series because they do provide so much more to round out your Star Wars experience. Right, right. It kind of fills in a lot of gaps for sure, you know. But um, And you're right. Sometimes they do seem a little childish. And I think that was, you know, when I first started watching some of these animated series, I, I was like, oh, this is. I don't know if it's going to hold my attention, but I, I did always find that if I gave it a chance, I would really start appreciating it more. And now a lot of times when I go back a second time to watch some of these, I really get into it. Yeah. I, I think what the, the animated series did a lot of was like they would hit some really key episodes. Like they go through a key arc of some really important mm-hmm. deep stuff, some real good star Wars lore and, right. and you know, even drama. Um, and then they break it up in between with either a, a, a funny little arc of just something quirky right. or, you know, just kind of, you know, to kind of keep the the younger viewers right. involved a right. little bit more. But also they can, you know, while they're involved, they're also learning all this great new Star Wars stuff. It's the animated series are great. Right. Uh, jumping off platform to get um, some of the kids, some of your, your family members involved that maybe haven't watched Star Wars or maybe just are getting to that age where you want to introduce them to Star Wars. Right. I especially like on some of them how they really deviate from traditional looks of of what we think of with, mm-hmm. you know, Disney animation, for example, mm-hmm. and that they do some of the anime type things like that. For sure. But definitely check them out. Uh, there's really great stuff. I told you a bunch of episodes uh, that I love, but I could I could go on and on, about, yes, especially about the, the Clone Wars <laughs> and uh, Star Wars Rebels yeah. so much. Yes, I've gone on too long. Let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. We appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. We have a lot of fun there. Also, if you want to find us on YouTube, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, or you can just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a video there. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help support this podcast, we'd love it if you tell a friend or family member about it. Other ways that can be very helpful is to become a Patreon. We have uh, levels starting as low as $2 a month. Uh, or you could maybe purchase some swag with some of our logos at our Spreadshirt shop that you can find the link in our 
link tree. That's true. Yes, our, on our socials. You can find him there. We got a lot of love. I was wearing my uh, hashtag Real Men Love Frozen t-shirt through the parks when we were there yeah. a couple weeks ago. And I think I got the most love I've ever gotten from right. people talking about that shirt and mentioning it that they love the shirt. So uh, you should check out that shirt. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, cute. that's one of the more fun things that we have there. But we have lots of fun things on our Spreadshirt shop. Mostly, we just appreciate that you listen to the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.